Hip-hop takes the stand in the new documentary As We Speak, Rap Music on Trial, now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Rap lyrics are playing an increasingly prominent role in criminal cases. Every song, every lyric, every video that you've ever been involved with, they're going to use against you. Follow rap artist Kemba as he explores the weaponization of rap lyrics in the criminal justice system. This artistic expression is a confession. I'm ready. Roll the tape. Watch the eye-opening new documentary As We Speak, Rap Music on Trial, exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. Let's have all the, oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, Brady PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Hello and welcome back. Welcome to the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear. Here with Jason Shear. Who has decided to audition for clown school. So if you think um, he's silly tonight, that's why. I have the giggles and uh, I don't really know why because Arizona just lost by... A lot. I'm bad at math. 27 points. There we go. 828. Arizona lost this evening at Arizona Stadium to Oregon, 49 to 22. And it's not as late as it usually is when we're doing this podcast. No, it's just getting started. Shelby and I are literally in the parking lot for dirt bags right now. Mm, Nope. Nope. We're taking shots. In our minds. No, we're going to bed by midnight, probably. No, probably not. No, because we also got to watch. Extreme Rules. Oh, yeah. We got to watch some wrestling. We got to watch the end of this Stanford-Oregon State game. We got to find out what other parents uh, certain Twitter people are tweeting at. We got to find out Ooh. a lot of, lot of stuff tonight. Shots fired. Also, shots fired at me tonight by that yeah. person. Shelby's so. off limits. Also, shout out to, even though he's not listening to this and he'll never hear it, if you're an Oregon fan, we rode the elevator with... Uh, Camden Lewis, is that what I said? The kicker? Cameron Lewis. Camden? Cameron or Camden? I thought it was Cameron. Mm, the kicker, Lewis. For Oregon. For Oregon and his family. Very nice people. Yeah, his family was so sweet. I think Grandma may have been drunk, but... Grandma was a little happy. Uh, nice people. Also, they had to drive back to Paradise Valley. Yeah, they're from Charlotte. So he was explaining to me how awesome Pac-12 After Dark is living in Charlotte when you want to watch your kid play. Two so, in the morning. Uh, two in the morning. So, nice family. Good people. Yeah. But that's the podcast. Yeah, I hope everyone had a good night. No, just kidding. Uh, we, we might as well lead off with uh, the defense tonight. An um, invisible man, as I like to call them. Right. <laughs> hey What went wrong for the Wildcats tonight against Oregon? The Gatos versus the Patos, as it were. Reft by the Vatos. Or the puto. Um, wow. Okay. Well, this, we've reached that point over the night. I'm telling you guys, it is. Shelby got in her first Twitter argument tonight, and she is on one. Um, look. <sighs> I, there's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing there's... we could really. Arizona's defense is bad. That's it. It's a bad defense. It's year one with a new defensive coordinator. It's in, and, you know, it's Oregon. The reason I felt that this game was going to be a blowout, as I said in my prediction, you always back the A, Shelby. I'll never know. I always that. back the A. Shelby's predicting Arizona go 12-0. No, I'm not. Um, I am not. She's got the, the game, the first game that Shelby picks Arizona to lose, they're going to win, and that'll be the end of that. Um, but 
the reason I picked Arizona to lose is because it has one of the worst rushing defenses in the nation. And it's going against one of the best rushing offenses in the nation. And the game was pretty much statistically what the Stanford game was last week, where Stanford can't stop the run. They went against Oregon. Oregon ran for a bajillion yards on them and kicked the shit out of them. It was a very similar game um, tonight, with the exception that Arizona has a better offense than Stanford. But it doesn't matter when you're down big because your offense can be great and you're coming from behind, and it, it just becomes predictable. There was a point in tonight's game where Oregon was just blitzing every down, and it was like, take Jaden Delore out. I'm afraid he's going to get killed. But, you know, Oregon's running game is really, really good. Their point total is, in the last few days, few days, few games, their point total is ridiculous. Um, you know, they lost to Georgia, who clearly is ridiculous, and they're out here scoring 49 44, 45, 70 points. Um, and they go tonight, and, and Noah Winnington is is awesome. 92 yards. Then they have Bucky Irving. Uh, and, and he obviously, you know, played well. 12 for 67. Jordan James got in. Bo Nix is running like he's never ran before with three running touchdowns. You know, they ran for seven touchdowns. They ran 41 times for 306 yards and seven touchdowns. Um, and what happens is once you establish that run, it be you're, you're you're loading the box as Jetfish said, and then once that happens, is Oregon is really good at getting the ball out quickly to the outside, and what happens is Bo Nix, the passing game starts to work to the edges, and he's twenty of twenty five, and it's like you got to kind of pick your poison when you're unable to stop the run. And Arizona, the only way that this game is going to be close, and I even said in the in the preview, you know, you always laugh, we joke that like it's scary when you're talking about certain games is you know we never talked about Arizona stopping the run that wasn't going to happen the word was always contain the run right hold Oregon to 200 yards instead of 300 yards and that's a victory but Oregon's rushing yardage is this offensive line has allowed one sack all season long all season it, it is the best you know they were doing a, a segment I was on Pac-12 radio the other day and they were doing a segment where if you could pick any team unit in the Pac-12 to start your team with what would you pick? And Jeff Schwartz said, Oregon's offensive line right away. Mm-hmm. And that's the clear answer. This is the best, clearly the best offensive line in the conference. They're old, they're experienced. Dillingham uses them the right way. And I mean, if, if you ask me to describe the defense, it was just overmatched. That's it. Arizona's defense isn't at the level where it's going to be able to stop an offense like Oregon. And, and we saw that tonight. Yeah, but do you think that Oregon got into Arizona's heads a little bit? Yeah, I saw that. Shelby's still, I mean, she's feisty tonight. I'm being a little salty. Uh, no, I don't, I don't know what that means. And I, even you know. Jed Fish said afterwards at the press conference that, yeah. what did he say? That they're in a good place mentally going in. It, look, like there's people that, and, and I've said this before, people often confuse bad football with quitting. I didn't get the vibe that Arizona quit tonight. They didn't give up. I got the vibe that Oregon was a better football team than Arizona. And I think that people often see an offense have a lot of success. It's like, oh, the defense quit. No, the defense didn't quit. The defense quit when ASU scored 70 points. That was clear. When you face a really, really good offense that's better than your defense, just because you let up points doesn't mean you quit. It means you're, you're not a very good defense. That's it. 
You just don't have the bodies. You don't have the years working together. You just, Arizona doesn't have what Oregon brought to the table. They have years of working together. You've got senior leadership. You've got first, second, third string. Oregon being is able a top to 10 team yeah. whose only loss is to the best team in the country. Oh, boo-hoo. And since then, they've beaten the shit out of everyone. And we're going to find out more. In two weeks, they have a bye this next weekend, and then they face UCLA. Really excited about that game. I mean, that game is very good. And we're going to find out more about both teams. But it's a top-10 team. Like, I don't, like, do, I know It has nothing are... to do with feelings. Arizona fans, in general, need to get over this idea of, like, how Arizona felt about Oregon in that moment. Yes, there is gamesmanship in football to a certain degree, but not when teams are this outmatched. Oregon doesn't care about gamesmanship. They're just going to go out there and execute. That's basically just basic X and O football. That's it. That, so anyway, we're digressing, and it's just <laughs> agree to disagree, I guess. But um, you asked Jed if these issues can be fixed this season. I think in regard to the defense, he didn't really give a clear answer. Can they? Yeah, I was like, I'm trying to say this tonight. I literally yeah, said, he, he, I'm trying to say this the nice, the nice way. way. And he knew what I, and I, are, are the ways to fix this defense on the roster? And I was like, I don't want to say it like that. I just want to say, are you confident these could be fixed? And he's not going to come out and say no, but the reality is the answer is no. Now, can they be softened a little bit? Can, can the defense they, can they be tweaked? a little bit better? Probably. Is it going to go from this week letting up 300 rushing yards and letting up 80 rushing yards a game for the rest of the season? No. Arizona's going to be bad against the run the rest of the season. They could scheme it. They could play the younger guys. They could move personnel around. I'm sure Nansen's looked at the film. You, you are. I often say in college especially, you are only as good as your personnel. Nick Saban is a fantastic coach. But what makes him so good is that he's coaching five-star players at every position. If you notice tonight again in Alabama, went in a heavy favorite against AM, they didn't play with their starting quarterback. All of a sudden, Alabama looked human. Why? Because Bryce Young was that much better than Jalen Monroe. You are only as good as your personnel most of the time. There's obviously exceptions. So are these problems fixable? No, they're not. And I said, someone asked me to break down the issues completely, and I said, I wait to the bye week. But I've said this before. Arizona thought Malik Reed would come in and start at linebacker next to Jerry Roberts. For whatever reason, you want to blame the coaches, misevaluation, Malik Reed. Malik Reed isn't even on the three deep right now. That's a miss. DJ Warnell, I think, should be playing ahead of Gunnar Maldonado. I'll probably ask later in the week why he's not Gunnar Maldonado. You could call him a miss in my opinion, but he's playing, and right now he's playing too many snaps in my opinion. Anthony Solomon from Michigan, that was a miss. Again, blame who you want, player, coaches, both, everybody, doesn't matter. That's a miss defensively. Tia Savea hasn't been healthy all year. He was out again tonight. Is he outstanding? No. Is he good enough where he should be in the game? Yes. Out tonight, starting defensive interior lineman, hasn't done anything really this season. Because he hasn't been healthy. Uh, and, and you just kind of go down the line. And there were more misses defensively in the portal than there were hits. And then on offense, it's the other side. And not coincidentally, the offense is better. Uh, those issues need to be fixed through recruiting and all that. Colby Cage, sure he's a great kid. He's clearly not a Pac-12 starting linebacker. He, you know, he was moved from safety. He has the body of a safety. 
His tackling is is not very good. Grab your VIP pass. We're delving into the secretive world of Formula One. Formula One. Behind the scenes with two of the sport's biggest names, Mercedes and Williams. This is not coal mining, this is Formula One motor racing. As they build their new cars. We want to be so much further ahead. We are in permanent racing mode. And face shocking headlines. Here's Lewis Hamilton moving away from Mercedes. I'm Joseph Fiennes and this is F1, back at base. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I feel it in my I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor, Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, I'm going to ask, um, you know, why he's, you know, I'll, I'll ask, but it, it's certain situations where he's clearly not, I mean, he's clearly not playing well, but yet he's playing over other guys. Again, I don't know. I don't see practice every day or whatever. I'd love to see Reed or Solomon or whatever get a shot because I'm of the belief how bad can it get, but maybe it can get worse. I don't know. But the answers aren't on the roster right now. Jacob Manu, as a true freshman, isn't going to get bigger and stronger in a week and become a dominant linebacker. That's going to take a year or two. Colby Cage isn't going to become good all of a sudden. He may play a good game, but he's not become a dominant linebacker. You know, there's certain guys on the roster that aren't going to improve right away. Freshmen get better as sophomores, but they're not going to get better, like, right away. Like, you look at Jeffrey Bossa on Oregon, who started, he got better towards the end of the season last season and he was a surprise as a freshman and now he's a legitimately good linebacker guys improve with a year or two in a system but when you look at arizona's defense no i'm not, i i just don't they kind of are what they are and you hope that one of these the games they're going to play well or it's going to be one of these situations where arizona wins a game 38 to 35 you also have to look at the progress each year over year it's, and again i've said this in a past podcast if you take the same tenets of like a business, there's a five-year strategy. When you first open your business, you're not going to be great. You have to have goals that are set for yourself. And that is the same concept that each of these players have, each of the coaches have. That's what Dave Hickey expects of the program. And then you measure the success after two years, three years, four years. There's going to be a big leap. There was already a big leap between year one to year two. There's going to be a big leap between year two and year three next year when you start having the new players come in on, you know, and filling out these positions where you've got seniors and, you know, juniors who have been in Judd's system now for two years. It's just, it's not fair. Like, that's what bothers me. And, and you know, it's, it's football. Arizona's going to lose. But we understand why. It just feels kind of like this super high-level expectation that they're supposed to be amazing after year two. And I think you also got to keep in mind, like, Arizona, the closest thing to a bad loss is Cal, in my opinion. If you want to complain about that Cal loss, the defense was awful, I completely get it. Mississippi State right now is ranked, they're 5-1, and one, right? They lost at LSU, which was a weird game. Oregon's only loss is to Georgia. Like, it's not like Arizona's losing to bad teams. Now, the issue is it doesn't have any bad teams left on the schedule, but, you know, I'm of the record. Uh, I'm on record as saying I think they're going to be in it in the Washington game. I really do. Uh, you know, Washington State, I think they could be in it. 
ASU. You never know with ASU. They're going to be in it. So you I, don't know what ASU is going to right. show so up. So there's three games where, I, in my opinion, I think Arizona is going to be in it the rest of the year. Now, UCLA will be really hard. Utah, really hard. USC, really hard. But that's what you ask when you're rebuilding is that you're in it. They've won more games, obviously, than they did and last year. And you're not year. giving up. And, and they're not giving up. They're still playing hard. And if they give up, it's a clear issue. But I don't see it yet. All right. Well, the other side of the ball, the offense wasn't great. How much of that was what Oregon did? Well, look, I mean, Dan Lanning said it too. Oregon coach Dan Lanning said right away that he felt the first turnover on the opening drive was absolutely humongous because Arizona walked down the field, you know, moved the ball easily and then fumbled and that that turned things around. If Arizona scores there like it was going to probably and it's 7-0, the whole game could possibly change, at least on the offensive side of the ball. Um, what happens is when the defense isn't making stops, again, it got to the point where Oregon was just pinning its ears back and saying, we're going to come after you every play, and there's nothing you can do about it, and we're going to overpower your O-line with numbers. And it got to the point where, you know, there was, there was just nothing it could do. Now, what surprised me, and it wasn't garbage time, most of it, is Arizona ran the ball against Oregon. Oregon has one of the best run defense in the country, yards a carry. Coleman had that big yard. DJ Williams had that big run. That's a plus. But look, I mean, Jaden Delora, the interception was tipped at the line. Uh, The fumble was a complete missed block on the the blind side. It's tough. Or when you're down that much to Oregon, to a good football team that knows pretty much what you're going to do, on offense at that point when you're down because you're clearly throwing, right. you're not running and milking clock. It's just really tough. Okay. Uh, well, let's try to be positive here. Were there any bright spots tonight? Uh, I thought the run game was a bright spot. Again, I, I think Jonah Coleman is getting to the point where he kind of needs more carries. The problem is you give him more carries, who are you taking away from? Uh, Michael Wiley has a strained oblique. You know, Jetfish didn't make it out to be a big deal, but we'll see. Uh, Jacob Cowing is good as always. I mean, the guy's just good. Six for uh, 77. Go ahead, Shelby's mouthing to me instead of speaking. Go ahead, babe. I was just saying, I thought the kicking team. Um, special teams special was solid. Special teams was solid. I mean, you can always say when special teams makes a mistake, but they they did a good job tonight. So I always try to give a little bit of love for the, you know, the third branch of the football team. Kian Burnett. Uh, Three catches, first three catches of his career. So that's a plus. He's going to be uh, Anthony Simpson got the longest return since I can remember Arizona having. So were there some positives? Yeah. Uh, defensively, I, I don't think there's a lot you could build off. But offensively, I, I think you probably can. You know, you look at the defensive numbers. Um, you know, it, it, and you always want certain positions to have the most tackles. It's a problem when Jackson Turner has 13 tackles. And he was hurt, and we'll see how he is for Washington. They're going to need him. Um, that would be a big loss. But, I mean, 13 tackles, Christian Young, 9, Stuke, 7, Roland Wallace, 5. Your four top tacklers are DBs. Uh, that's generally not a good sign. But there were some pluses, you know, not a lot, but some. you got to stay positive. Yeah. I mean, it was a sold-out crowd. The food was better in the press box. The food was better. In the pr- it was Hispanic Heritage Night, which is right. my favorite. Right. It didn't rain. Uh, it didn't rain. It was a beautiful night. It was freezing in the press box, though. It's been much colder. And I Shelby. forgot you're a jacket. An, you're an amateur. It's been much colder. I wanted it? to bring a towel from our car, and you told me no. Right. 
Because I was freezing. You should come in a bathrobe. Wow. Looks good. Just like slippers. Yeah. Okay. Well, last piece of news. Jordan McLeod has left the team. It's very definitive. He is left the team. Anything that we should be making of this? I think it's a little, from what I understand, it's a little bit, I, I'm not going to go into detail, but from what I understand, it's a little bit different than the Alex Lyons situation. It's not just Jordan McLeod saying, oh, I quit because of playing time or whatever. I'm sure that has some to do with it, but uh, it, sorry, Oregon State just had the worst touchdown I've ever seen in a football game to win. <laughs> And also, they're going to beat Stanford, which is amazing. Um, <laughs> I'm so happy right now. Um, Look at all these sad Stanford players. Uh, and also, their coach is going nuts. Oh, my God. This is amazing. That was hilarious. Um, Sorry. Anyway, uh, no. I mean, he was the third quarterback on the roster. Probably a nice kid. You know, good to have around, but not a loss. I'm just going to be honest and blunt. Okay. Wow. I'm still, like, in shock about this touchdown Oregon State is just got. Kid I think they're showing it. A kid These kids have their hands over their face. Wow. Good job, Beavers. All right. Um, focusing back on the podcast that we're supposed to be doing right now. Uh, any last thoughts about the game? And then what is Arizona doing next? I'm sorry. I'm still going over that, Stanford. I didn't even hear what you asked. Um, <laughs> Shall I ask it again yeah, for you? Again. I'm laughing. Um. What did I just ask? Okay, I asked you, any last <laughs> thoughts on the game tonight and what is Arizona doing next? Uh, well, they got Washington next up. It's going to be a, uh, a really good football game. <laughs> I'm dying at the Stanford loss. All you have to do is tackle the dude. Uh, David Shaw is the most overrated uh, effing coach in the country. David Shaw has been overrated dude since makes he got $9 hired. Dude makes $9 million a year. It's a private school, but dude makes $9 million a year to lose every football game. Yeah, we'll go over Washington. Washington lost to ASU. Uh, the biggest thing I got from that is Michigan State must really suck. But, I, again, I think Arizona's going to give Washington a game. I don't think Washington's running backs are all that good. Probably just ruined it. Um, but I think it's going to be one of those games I was talking about earlier where it's like 42-39. to 39. Whoever has the ball last wins. So, with that being said, you know what to do, Shelby. With that being said, if you want to argue with me on Twitter, I will literally go down to the mattresses. I do not stop. Yeah. So FYI, come at me, bro. Shelby's undefeated in wife-husband arguments because she just doesn't stop. And then I say, fuck it, I give up. Whatever you want, honey. And that's the way it should be. She takes your soul. And also I kick bathroom doors down. Yeah, she kicks doors. She takes souls. And um, that's it. What else could you ask for? Bear dizzle. Bear down. And as Shelby and I sit here on this couch in each other's embrace... I want you to know that Arizona is not the worst team in the Pac-12. Colorado and Stanford are clearly worse than Arizona. And we did beat Colorado. Beat them badly. Fired their coach. Boom. Bam. Citizen sleuths are focusing on the brutal slayings of four college kids. A new Paramount Plus original docuseries. This is the start of something major. Follows online detectives as they unravel the mystery of the infamous Idaho college murders. There's plenty of places to hide a weapon. And turned it into a social media phenomenon. Where the roommate? This is a huge night. I want the truth from you. Hashtag cyber sleuths. The Idaho murders now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus.